the audio for the the previous episode, like my audio sounded really good. The one before that, my audio sounded horrible. Okay. Yours is great. Oh, okay. But does it sound better this time? Yeah, it sounds fine. I'm speaking clearly into the microphone. Okay. Oh, into the mic hole. <laughs> I'll try to do that too. But we should get started. Okay. Hello, Chris. Hello, Sharon. I'm always the one that starts it. I know. At first, it kind of felt like a little bit of power. Yeah. But now I'm kind of uneasy in my power. Does it feel more like a responsibility than a yeah. privilege? Yeah. Kind of like being the Queen of England. Oh. Yeah, I can see how those two things directly relate <laughs> to one another. Right? Today we're going to talk about Season 2, Episode 8 of The Crown. Episode 8. Dear Mrs. Kennedy. We are closing in on the end of season two. I know. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm sad, but I'm excited. Sure. I'm going to miss Claire Foy. Yes. But I'm excited about season three. So. Yeah. I, I already miss um, Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. Helena Bonham Carter is going to be great as Margaret. She is. But it's going to be a lot different. It is. It should be fun, though. It'll be totally fun. I've heard really good things about it. Good. What well, by that I mean like JT texted me with lots of exclamation points. Oh sure. <laughs> when he watched it. Right. That's what I mean. <laughs> so season two, episode eight of The Crown is Dear Mrs. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. I really struggled with coming up with a, a funny title for this. I was wondering about that. Like I really struggled. It's not a funny episode. It's not. There are very few things we're going to be able to make fun of. Sure. And and not that I'm trying necessarily to make fun. I guess I kind of am. But usually in a, just in a in a fun way, not in a mean way. Sure. So this is what I came up with. Season two, episode eight of the Crown cast. Mm-hmm. That Kennedy episode. Okay. Because it really was just, it was a complete explosion of all of the Kennedy information that will ever reside in the Crown. Yes. It all happened Right now. Right now. And we've talked about that before, how they take liberties with the timeline in order to just make an episode of it and then leave it alone, which I totally get. Yeah. And actually kind of appreciate. It makes perfect sense. Even. And it's good for drama, too. Get all the Kennedy drama now. Right. And don't have to dramatize about it later. Right. Exactly. Totally TR time. Get yourself a crown to shine. Anywho, yes, it was about the Kennedys. Right. So we start in Ghana. We do. One of the African countries in the Commonwealth. Mm -hmm. And the Queen's portrait is coming down. And Khrushchev's is going up. I was going to ask you if that's who that was. I think so. (laughs) I think so. We're not sure. It's not Stalin because he didn't have a mustache. Right. I thought it was Lenin. But and I, don't, I heard I don't them talking about Khrushchev at the end of the episode. Right. And also in some of my research, Khrushchev's name came up. But they that. They also mentioned Brezhnev. 
Well, when that period of time was such a blip in Ghana's history that they don't even talk about it on Wikipedia. Okay. Like, it's not even mentioned. It's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. Elizabeth's portrait is coming down and some Russian whack jobs portrait is going up. Exactly. Perfect. (laughs) Meanwhile. Ghana doesn't want to play in the Commonwealth anymore. Meanwhile, <laughs> Liz and the corgis are on an adventure in all the rain. The poor little wet corgis. They were all wet. They were all in the back of the Range Rover and soaked and whining. Right. Poor little puppies. They were fine. Schroeder disagrees, Chris. But they were fine. He feels their pain. Of course he does. They were fine. Maybe we should add some corgi pillows to our list of. Items to make money selling to buy new equipment for the new podcast. Pug pillows and corgi pillows. Yeah. Do we know anyone that has a corgi? (gasps) Hazelnut. Maybe we can get a good picture of hazelnut. All right. I'll work on that. Okay. You would have to because I don't know what you're talking about. Beth and Jeremy's hazel. Oh, okay. Corgi. She's a queenly corgi too. Aren't they all? definitely a royal little corgi for sure. I thought it was funny that Liz and QM were having lunch on TV trade. I know. It makes me feel so proper when we used to do that. We don't do that much anymore, but we used to do that every night. I guess they were in Balmoral. They didn't talk about where they were. Yeah. But Liz had to go back to London the next day. Right. And she had been walking the property and stuff. Right. Well, yeah, they were out in the rain. So pulling down trees or something. So, yeah, they were in Scotland. But yes, she has to go back to London because the Kennedys are coming tomorrow. And Elizabeth is is totes a little jelly of Jackie O. I can't blame her much. I mean, of Jackie O on TV anyway. Right. Jackie really was the Barbie doll of the White House. Like, she was the darling of all of our presidential couples. I would say that the Obamas and the Kennedys were the two... Most socially popular. Mm. For sure. I, I would think the the Kennedys were probably more glamorous. Glamour was more of a thing. It was more of a thing. Back then. Mm-hmm. And they were young and they were beautiful and they were rich. Right. And had the whole Marilyn Monroe shit going on. And it, it was a good time to be young and beautiful and wealthy in the White House. Right. So, yeah, the queen was a little jelly, and I probably would have been, too, if I was the same age and dressing as kind of matronly as the queen does now. By now, I mean then. Right. Got it. So Liz needs a new frock. Yeah, she went to try on clothes. Mm -hmm. And decides on what I thought was kind of a juvenile looking little blue number. That goes really nicely with all of her sapphires, which is nice. Right. But I thought it was kind of odd. And I thought, oh, well, they're just doing this because of the show. No, it's a replica of what she wore to that dinner Mm. with the Kennedys. Wow. For sure. Down to the brooch. It was perfect. Perfectly put together on television for you. Okay. I will say... That Jackie Kennedy's costume Uh in the show was 
quite a bit sexier than the dress she actually wore <laughs> to the dinner at Buckingham Palace. Mm. The one she wore to the actual dinner had, I won't say sleeves, but the one in the show is completely sleeveless, right. bustier style. Right. The one she actually wore was much more modest. Liz gets her new dress and everyone's preparing for the visit. Everybody wants to sit next to Jackie, including Prince Philip. He was really kind of scheming the whole time. Yeah. Take, take it down a notch, buddy. Yeah. To your wife, the queen. Right. Don't be that obvious. Right. And the Kennedys arrive. Everyone's very excited to see them. Like American royalty, they are. <laughs> there was all this royal babble about protocol and the seating <laughs> charts. You know, the mustaches were like, no, no curtsy. But, but yeah, like all of the, the whole court at Buckingham, like just raced out to the gallery to watch them enter the door. Even then, the servants. And then come up the stairs. Yeah. And, and Elizabeth was like, what the hell are you doing? Everybody's gone mad. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That was cute. Poor Jane, what on earth is going on? They've all gone mad. What did you think of the casting of JFK? Let me think of a pun here. I thought they killed it. Um, Chris? Well, I was going, oh, I was going for Dexter. Dexter. Okay, I'm, sure. Okay. I mean, I like that actor. I do too. Michael C. Hall. But... But I do, not, <laughs> I do not picture him as JFK. No. I thought their accents were at least passable. Hers was good. Yeah. Hers was really good. She she has the Jackie drawl down really well. She studied. And I'm sure Michael C. Hall studied as right. well. I know he did. He's a good actor. Yeah. It was I mean, fun. It was fun to see him in the role. Sure. Yeah. And now that I think about it. Jack wasn't, he wasn't the center of attention in this episode. It was really no, about Jackie. It it's true. So it's kind of fine that they didn't absolutely nail the casting on that because we got to see Michael C. Hall yeah. doing it. And the role was really casual and fun. And it wasn't a serious Kennedy role or anything. So the more I think about it, the more I kind of like it. I mean, there was some serious parts. Right. When we get into later in the episode, there's there's some dark moments around that character. Okay. But he was a supporting role to to Jackie's yeah. starring role yeah. opposite Liz. And I thought she was cast very well. I liked her. I had the same feeling watching this time as I had the watching this episode the first time. Mm -hmm. Like I think she was fine mm -hmm. as that character, but also like I don't have any ready knowledge of what Jackie O was like in the sixties as first lady in my head. Right. So I don't have a lot to compare it to, but still like something, it feels a little off with both of those casting choices mm -hmm. to me. Right. However, it's just TV, right? I don't care. Right. And like, it might be that they're new characters. You know, you haven't had sure. time to like get used to them and get used to their style and stuff like that. Right. They just whiz in and they're gone. Then they all have their casual dinner. At Buckingham Palace. <laughs> right. The prince acts a fool in front of everyone, including his wife, the fucking queen of England. He was really kind of draping all over Jackie O. Yeah. And then he wants to 
take her on a tour. Oh my God. My eyes are rolling so hard in my head. <laughs> I will say that Jackie reported in real life that the prince appeared to be quite nervous mm. the whole night. Okay. That's all. I have nothing to add to that. Okay. But what they portrayed in this episode seems much more in line with the way they are portraying the prince throughout this show. Right. So Liz actually hijacks the tour idea oh, right. from Philip. Mm-hmm. And so she takes her on a tour of the palace. You know, they, they actually kind of bond a little bit. Mm-hmm. They have a nice moment in the Corgi room. <laughs> That's right. Liz even talks about it the next day, how, how they kind of bonded and yeah, she was a little intimidated at first, Yeah, but then they were talking, they were just hanging out. It was less of a big sort of formal dinner situation and mm-hmm. they, they got to know each other a little bit. So that was nice. Yeah. Realized that they're in similar positions. Right. So then Margaret and Liz go writing. Right. And Margaret tells Liz that Patrick told her. My best friend, sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. That <laughs> Jackie had some things to say about the dinner. Apparently. Thank you, Simone. Don't know who, who the hell this Patrick kid is. But the queen brings him for a little chat. Yes. Spill it, Patrick. I wonder if he was afraid he was going to get fired. From what? I don't know. But when you're called to the queen's chambers. Apparently Jackie O had said something mean about Buckingham Palace mm-hmm. and the queen. She called the palace second rate, dilapidated and sad. Hmm. A tired institution without a place in the modern world. And she had some things to say about Liz, apparently. That were not so great. Right. You know, Liz isn't the cool kid at no. school. And I've been there. It fucking sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. And I can't imagine having to deal with that in your 30s around all these hotsy totsy glamorized Americans. Awkward. It also, to me, like highlights one of the fundamental differences between British mentalities and American mentalities mm, mm-hmm. around the queen and around government. It definitely shows the Britons to have the, the stiff upper lip that, yeah, that they're renowned for. Sure. Oh, so then, uh, number 10 gets a secret fax about the U S pulling out of the dam project in Ghana <laughs> because of the Russians. Right. I was thinking about you because I was really tuning out the political stuff this episode. It was hard for me to follow it. Like, I wrote some of it down, but I don't know the actual history. I'm not interested in the actual history, so Mm -hmm. it almost felt like we should have known some of the history prior to watching it. That's exactly how I felt. It made me feel kind of dumb. And I don't don't want my TV to, to make me feel like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I don't care. I'm not a history person. I just don't care. Right. I realize it's importance in the world, Mm -hmm. but I'm just not that interested. And like I said, this was a bit of a blip. Yeah. In the history of Ghana. Right. I I feel they've had a hell of a lot more going on since then, for sure. Right. 
But Liz runs off to go fix it. Yeah, so she hatches some plan to go to Ghana to mm-hmm. fix it. Air quotes. Right. But the mustaches don't want that to happen. They don't. Well, it's dangerous. Right. It's very dangerous for her. And I read that Churchill even sent a letter. Oh, yeah. That was like, don't let her go. That's ridiculous. She's going to get fucking killed. Yeah, I imagine that's a major concern. Mm-hmm. Although I've noticed this TV show makes it look really easy for the queen to travel. It does, doesn't it? You're right. Like they just pile on a plane and go. Oh my goodness. And there's no mention of like security or all of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes mm-hmm. or I mean she's she's gone into this country in Africa where there are clearly dangers to her and the rest of the court. Uh-huh. And she's got tiaras and jewelry for a state dinner millions of dollars right how is that transported how is it secure how is it that she's putting it on in her room that doesn't have you know the doors are like wide open (laughs) (sighs) maybe it's a different it's a different world yeah you know we don't and when you say it's a different world do you mean specifically africa or do you mean specifically 1961 1961 okay Whenever they go on tour mm-hmm. in this show, it feels like there is this air of prestige just around them so that they go out into the world and the world says, oh, you're the queen of England. We defer to you. Right. So anyone who would normally be a criminal at that particular point in time just like takes their hats off and bows <laughs> and they wouldn't they wouldn't dare think about stealing the crown jewels sure. or something like that. I don't know. It just, it's probably some combination of a different time in history. Plus we're just making TV. Right. Yep. Imagine. So speaking of crown jewels. Oh, can we talk about what the queen wore to the dance in Africa? Yes. Yay. We finally get to see the grand duchess Vladimir tiara with the emeralds. Oh, I've been waiting for that one. We have seen it without any drops in it. We have seen it with the pearl drops in it. And now we finally get to see it with the emeralds in it. And it is fabulous. And Queen Elizabeth happens to have a huge ass emerald necklace to pair with it. Right. This is called the Delhi Durbar necklace. Okay. Delhi Durbar means the court of Delhi which was an Indian imperial style mass assembly organized by the British at Coronation Park. So when a new ruler would take over England, they would go to India to have Mm. another ceremony. Sure. I'm not going to call it a crowning, but another ceremony. Anyway, the most recent one was 1911 when George V took over. All right. And his mom, Queen Mary of Tech, went with him for the coronation. And before that, she had had this necklace made and George paid for it for her for her 44th birthday. And so she wore it to Delhi, India to mark the occasion. And that's why it is called the Delhi Durbar necklace. Gotcha. And it's gorgeous. It is. 
And I found a wonderful photo of Queen Mary of Tech wearing it as well, which was super nice. Made me happy. Oh, and that pretty photo, more modern photo I found of Queen Elizabeth wearing the whole getup. Mm, right. Which was so pretty. Right. But she hasn't worn it since 2015. Now that she wears all white, she doesn't wear the emeralds as much anymore. She wears diamonds more now. Uh, okay. So she's in Ghana and she's doing her thing. And she gets a call from the PM who basically said that, yeah, you know, you have been used as a political pawn. Mm-hmm. Just FYI. And this is where I really love Claire Foy as Elizabeth, mm-hmm. too, because this character, like she doubles down on what she went down there for in the first place. She's at the dance. It maybe wasn't even supposed to be a dance. Right. But she's at the party. Mm-hmm. And then she goes and meets Ghana. I don't know the guy's name. I'm just going to call him Ghana. Okay. She goes and meets Ghana on the dance floor. And they have this fucking awesome little mm-hmm. world leader moment where it's like, you good? And she's like, are you good? Right. And gives him the face. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'm good. And then they dance and like, they know what they're talking about. And they about. know what they're talking about. I love it. And I love it when she pulls that shit mm-hmm. because she can totally do it. Yeah. I think we both understand the significance of this moment. Yes. But do we understand the terms? Your Majesty. What are they doing? Hard to say. I believe it's the Foxtrot. Apparently the deal was Ghana is no longer going to leave the Commonwealth. Right. It, it's funny. The, the traveling thing happens on this show. They're on the plane. They do the thing. They're back on the plane. <laughs> and so like they're back on the plane and all the newspapers are like, oh my God, the queen did amazing. Right. So she fixed it just by dancing with the guy. Right. But it was totally like her gumption and her her doubling down on whatever this was. And she's just like, I won't be used as a pawn. I'm here to do what I'm here to do. And this is the thing I'm doing. Right. And I did it. And I took care of it. You're welcome. Right. I thought that was great. And then the PM said to JFK, I've risked my queen. You must risk your money because we did this thing. So now you need to go ahead and pay for the dam so the Russians don't have to be involved in this anymore. I missed that part. I'm glad you saw that. I think I may have read about it. It may not have been in the show, actually. Whichever. So you may not have missed it, is what I'm saying. They may not have presented it. Totally fine. And then are we back at the American Palace? Uh, we are. We're back at the American Palace where JFK gives a speech. And touches other women. It was kind of a dark speech before we get to the, the women oh. touching. Oh, and Bobby, I, I think I'm going to have some suggestions for music. Music. <laughs> How did you know I was going to say that? I got you covered. <laughs> There'll be some extra Jenny Parrot. Then we need to mention that Bobby Kennedy introduced his brother, Jack, at this speech dinner thing. 
And now you get to play my favorite love song in the whole world. Yes. My favorite, favorite song. I love this song so much. <laughs> Better looking than his brother. He was the people's man. The way his blue eyes fought for justice. Kind of want to hold his hand. And every time he spoke, I believed what he told. When he put it up for grabs, I bought all that he sold. Bobby Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy. But this speech was like, it was dark and it was condescending. And it was, it was kind of jackassy. Like, was it? I didn't pay a lot of attention. You no. Know. I was singing the song in my head. I gotcha. <laughs> I don't remember what he talked about. Right. But it was not one of the more hopeful speeches that we've heard mm-hmm. from JFK. Right. I mean, obviously outside of the context of this show, because this is the only one we heard from him in this show. Sure. Then, you know, he says, God save America, like everyone does at mm-hmm. the end. And then they move on. Everyone claps. And then, yeah, there's some light fondling of other women outside of their bedroom yeah pretty jackassing it is jackassy jerk i guess the next scene is actually when liz and the gang are on the plane back to london i already said that bit uh the newspapers are already praising her performance it's just kind of funny to me and in tv time it's so easy to set these things up right whether or not they actually happened that way or in that order right and then so they're talking about there's going to be another visit with Jackie O. She's coming back to London for some reason. Right. And the way we find this out is because she and Jack are talking after she busts him feeling up the other woman. Mm-hmm. And she goes to their quarters and he follows her and she's like, I'm going away for the weekend. And he's like, it's Wednesday. <laughs> And she's like, well, then it'll be a nice weekend. (laughs) And he tells her how she kind of saved Ghana because Elizabeth would not have run off to Ghana if Mm. she hadn't have been a little jealous of Jackie. Okay. If she hadn't been trying to stay on par with the American royals. Right. And Dexter also tells her that her words did get back to the queen. Right. And she's like, well, that's going to be awkward because I'm going to have to be in London in whenever on my way back from Pakistan or wherever. And so then I think we kind of go right to Jackie meeting up with the queen. Yeah. The one thing for their lunch date. Yeah. the, The one thing that Liz said was that she wanted to have the lunch at Windsor Castle And then when we get there, when Jackie O shows up, Mm -hmm. all the extra guards are there because it's a fortress or something. And like, you can tell, like, she's really playing the home court advantage on this one, which was good. Yeah. So they have lunch. They have tea. Right. Yeah. They have tea and sandwiches and scones. So they have tea and Jackie doesn't eat or drink. She drank a little. Did she drink a little? Did she have some tea? And they show Elizabeth just slathering her scone with cream and jam and like shoving it into her mouth or whatever. It was weird. It was just kind of weird. That home corn advantage thing, I think. Really? She okay. Was, she was in a comfortable place. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. And Jackie opens up. She does. She kind of lets go. 
kind of a lot. Here's all the shitty things that me and my husband do. Right. Mostly my husband, but also me too. Right. And they talk about their doctor, who they get their shots from. Their vitamin shots. And this is where you insert that Dr. Feelgood song. Oh, that's that's who that song's about. Oh, it is. It is. Right. It's exactly who that song is about. That'll be fun to set up. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, junior high school. (laughs) But that's what they called their dogs. He was a doctor to the stars. And he was named, they called him, everyone called him Dr. Feelgood. the stuff that was probably a lot more legal then than it is now. Well, there's plenty of legal opiates that doctors can prescribe. That's true. (laughs) They're just not supposed to do it the way Dr. Feelgood did. Right. And I don't think you're supposed to make the sounds that Dexter made when your doctor gives you a shot. No. No. I felt a little awkward in that situation, being a fly on the wall. So Jackie spills all the tea. (laughs) Elizabeth leaves that conversation with a very quizzical look on her face. Yeah. I almost wanted to name this episode something about face acting because she really face acted very hard this Mm -hmm. episode. And this was one of those moments. At first, she was intimidated by Jackie O., and then she got to know her a little bit and they bonded a little bit. So they were kind of friends. And now she's kind of like, well, they clearly don't have their shit together. Right. I'm, I'm not so bad off in my situation right. over here. And so she, I think she feels maybe a little sorry because Jackie detailed some, at least in the, we got to see mm-hmm. in the, the little kind of flashback, flashback or flash yeah. sideways that there was maybe some physical abuse. There was the drug abuse. Mm-hmm. There's womanizing by Jack, Mm -hmm. by John F. Kennedy. Um, So she's clearly not, uh, Jackie O is clearly not in the best of marital situations. Right. And Liz was like, but she seemed so happy. Yeah, at first. Now we know why. Right. And then I think we hear about the assassination. Yeah. So it's. They kind of boom right into it. It is November 22nd, 1963. Well, that was two years later. The Kennedy's first visit right. was in June of 61. Okay. Queen Elizabeth's trip to Ghana was in November 1961. And then, of course, Kennedy was shot in November of 63. So they rolled right into it. They did. I guess because there probably wasn't a lot of communication between the two. You know, no visits or not a lot right. going on or whatever. Um, so they kind of cut right to the. Kennedy's shot chase. And if you want to tell that whole story and just be done with it. Right. Then you might as well just tell it. That's the. And skip the bit in the middle where they're not doing it. Where nothing's happening. Yeah. And I did read that Prince Philip did go to JFK's funeral. Oh, okay. Which I thought was super sweet. Well, at the end of the show too, Liz is, is really making some decisions about what they're going to do custom wise. Mm-hmm. So she wants a week's worth of. Right. Um, Morning, morning, morning for the courtiers. And then she wants the, the bell at Westminster to be rung. And as soon as she said that, I knew that fucking mustache was going to make a face and be all like, 
ma'am, we don't usually blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, dude, just ring the fucking bell. She's the fucking queen of England. It's a goddamn bell. Just fucking ring the bell. And this is why I really liked that moment Mm -hmm. because it was kind of like she did the stands with a fist thing. She's like, no, I am the queen. This is what I want. Right. You will please go do it right now. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's not illegal. It's not that big of a deal. And it's just, I I don't. I don't care if it's a different precedent. Like, I don't care. It's what I want. I empathize with this woman right. who has lost her husband. Right. We entertained this president, you know, on, a, on an official level. Right. They were peers. There's no reason for us not to do this for people that we can consider friends. Right. Michael, I'd like everyone in the royal household to observe a full week of court mourning. And I would like the bell rung at Westminster Abbey. Ma'am, custom dictates that the bell only be rung. When a member of the royal family dies, I know. But I would like it to be rung every minute for an hour, from 11 o'clock until midday. Yes, I love this this character of Liz in Claire Foy is when she gets to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. This yeah. is it's the best. Yeah, I agree. She and her mom talked a little bit about Jackie. Right. You know, they're watching the television and the the news reports of the assassination. And right. so they talk about that a little bit. And Queen Mom says, I thought you said she seemed unhappy. And Elizabeth said something very poignant to the effect of sometimes something even worse has to happen to make you realize that you weren't necessarily unhappy, Mm. that what you thought was unhappy was actually kind of happy. Maybe there's degrees of, of truth, degrees of happiness in all kinds of different situations. Yeah. Maybe we're not just one dimensional people who are either happy (laughs) or sad all the time. You think. Right. I think so that was good. Mm-hmm. And then we see, you know, the very last scene is, is Liz- Elizabeth sitting down to write a letter. Right. And we get the title, dear Mrs. Kennedy. Right. So it's kind of a very, a very full circle kind of an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of good stuff in there. I think. Oh, absolutely. What'd you think of it overall? I was just going to ask you the same thing. I know. I liked it. I thought there was there was parts of it that I didn't enjoy. The political side of it in Ghana, I mm-hmm. wasn't hugely fond of that. Yeah, we're not connected to that. Right. That's hard for us to relate to. And it's funny because, you know, I'm, I'm editing episode seven today. Mm-hmm. And episode seven is all about Margaret. It's all about passion and love and, <laughs> you know, heartbreak and, and all this kind of stuff. And we get back to Liz and it's just like marching along, <laughs> doing political things. And yeah, the, the Kennedys was sort of a mysterious and exotic and, and glamour. Uh-huh. And that was that was neat to see sort of in counterpoint to what we think of as British right. mon- monarchy. Yeah. yeah. But um, so I guess overall what I'm saying is I liked it fine. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I'm glad they had a good Kennedy episode. Yeah. 
it's cool to see a representation of things that we know of in American history. Right. But we don't have any kind of context on those because we weren't there. Right. We only know them from history and from news and media. It's fun to see this represented in a, in a show that, that we are connected with. Mm-hmm. And also the history that we are getting is from the American side. We're not seeing right. the Kennedys from England's side. We're only In our history. From, yeah, we're only seeing them from the American side. I'm trying to think of what my favorite part was. I think my favorite part is realizing through talking to you that I really liked Michael C. Hall as JFK <laughs> because I didn't really when we started watching the show. He was a little off-putting. He was a little unnerving. It was a little surprising. Right. And the weird accent coming out of his mouth, I just wasn't used to. Right. But after talking about it earlier in this podcast, I think I really liked him. Okay. So I think that's my favorite part. It's hard for me to pick anything other than Elizabeth as a favorite thing in this episode because it's so centric to her. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what my favorite bit was then. What? So the dancing scene okay. in Ghana. Mm-hmm. There's this moment where nobody really knows what's going on. And one of the mustaches is on the phone back to <laughs> London. And he's like, oh, my God, he just took her hand. <laughs> And someone in London is going, the queen is holding hands with an African? Like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. But then they start dancing, and then she's into it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a moment where she turns to the camera, and she has this great big fucking yeah. smile on her face. And there's they did a still of that and put that in one of the newspaper mm-hmm. stories. And I just I thought that was a nice moment. Yeah. It's still amazing to me, like, the things that people get bent out of shape over. Mm-hmm. I I will never understand, as a modern person now, why it would be a big deal that the Queen of England dances with an African. Right. Or an interracial couple is allowed to marry. Which didn't happen until 1967. In America. Don't know about England. I don't have anything else. I mean, this episode was pretty pretty cut and dry. Mm -hmm. It felt very much like a bottle episode. Oh, absolutely. Start and finish, and there's... There's Mm -hmm. almost nothing else to say about it. Nothing to carry on through the rest of the season or anything like that. Right. We have two episodes left this season. (gasps) And then we get to start season three. And then we get to start season three. Oh, so excited. So that makes us about a month away. Oh, one, two, about a month and a half away from season three of the Crown cast. Yay. And that'll be fun. Yeah. So thanks to Jenny Parrott. Thanks, Jenny Parrott. For our amazing theme song. And for the use of Bobby Kennedy, <laughs> which I have not asked permission of, but I'm sure they won't mind. I think she'll be okay with it. Uh, and thank you to our listeners for your continued support. Thank you so much. We like it that you're out there. And then I guess we'll talk next time. I guess we'll talk again next time. Then. Thanks, Chris. Well, thank you. I like doing this. Yeah, I like it too. It's fun. Me too. I hope the queen listens to it one day. I'm sure she will. (laughs) She's got an iPhone. Until then, God save the queen. God save the queen.
dog. He's such a good boy. I mean, he's a bad dog. He's such a bad dog, Chris. I knew it. Send him to Auntie Valerie. No. I can't believe you said that out loud. <laughs> On the air, even. Didn't mean that. I know. Little buddy, I would miss him so much. I know you would. Okay. Papa's taking you to Auntie Valerie's. Have a good time. Maybe you'll get a goat. Gonna go get the boy now. Right on. Totally TR time.